ready to talk baseball. Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast here in seems like week three, four. I don't know what day it is anymore uh, in this quarantine in the new world of the coronavirus. But talking baseball on this on this day in the podcast, I have a very special guest with me. I have McCovey Cove Dave. You may see him out at the ballpark at Oracle Park when baseball resumes or if you remember watching him uh, chasing after a couple of home run balls in McCovey Cove. How you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm doing great, Wally. Great to be here. Great to be here and talking baseball, too. Yeah, it, in these times, I mean, we don't have a lot of baseball to really talk about, but we always have the memories. I mean, passion for the pastime. We It is America's pastime. We can always remember back on baseball. So anytime that I could sit down and talk baseball with anyone, um, you know, it, it's always a good time. You're always in store for a good conversation. So I'm glad you were able to come onto the podcast today. And, um, you know, before we started recording, we were kind of reminiscing on a lot of baseball. But first, we get into uh, all of that baseball talk. How are you doing uh, in the coronavirus, this new world that we've come to to know? How are you doing? How are you holding up? You know, I'm adjusting. Uh, I have a lot of cabin fever because I have a very busy day-to-day life. I don't, I don't rest too much. I go from one activity to the next. And baseball has always been a big part of it. And I've even gone to double headers where I go to a Giants game and I go to an A's game the same day. So I like it busy, but like uh, today I've been out gardening because we have a lot of free time here staying around at the house and uh, I'm enjoying a little bit of this uh, spring weather that we're having right now doing some planning, but I am dreaming about baseball the whole time. Yeah, for sure. And then especially on a day like today, uh, we were talking, it's it's extremely warm. I know where you are, the sun's coming out. I think you said it was it was like 70 degrees where you are right now. It's a nice, it's a beautiful day. And when you look at these beautiful days, especially at this time of the year, you think, man, it's a good day for baseball. So, I mean, out here in the in the East Bay, I, I'm like in a sauna right now. It's really hot. <laughs> but uh oh, yeah. but uh oh, yeah. you know you love when the sun's out there's no clouds in the sky at least over here anyway um you just, it, it's days like this that you always remember baseball but you know with the current climate with everything that's going on we don't have that um you know to to look forward to with with baseball games to be played how what is your take on you know baseball resuming in 2020 um, if at all, and if it is, when do you think it'll be coming back? Well, I'm I'm always hopeful, but you know, one thing is I am a numbers guy. As McCovey Cove Dave, I actually one of my advantages over some of the other guys is that I'm big on statistics. So I look at probability of things happening. So, like today, you mentioned the good weather. Whenever you have good weather, warmer weather, balls travel further, and that that would be a day I would be at McCovey Cove because you have more likely. So based on this, I actually think that we're going to be lucky if we get a, a, some season this year. And if it, it's going to it's going to be uh, tail end, I actually think that if baseball is played this year, it will be uh, without fans, sadly. And and um, I know they talked about playing in Florida and Arizona, um, and basically making it a TV game. I'm actually, if that's what it has to be, I'm, I'm definitely for that because the reality of it is ten times as many people. Um, either really watch the game on TV versus, you know, being out there. They don't have the luxury. My 92-year-old mom, well, 
she watches virtually every Giants game and she watches it all on TV. So I hope for my mom's sake, we get some TV. And if it's in Arizona, that would be that would be awesome. If by chance they play it at Oracle Park, that would be selfishly incredible for me because they probably are not going to let fans inside. But guess what? I think I'm going to be out there in my kayak. I might be the only fan, but um, it would be incredibly special. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. I mean, going into what you do, right? Because you... Or I wouldn't say at every game, but you're at a large majority of the games uh, at Oracle Park, and you're in your kayak. You're McCovey Cove Dave. So, you know, with baseball resuming, I mean, I would, I would, that would be pretty cool if you were the only fan there and you were able to catch, you're you're able to fun. catch some some baseballs. Um, but hey, you know, if that's the if that's the deal, I might have to join, join you me. out there. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> Social distance, yeah. but you know, uh, I'll, I'll join you. I'll stay six feet away from you. No, but, hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But, uh, but looking at, you know, baseball coming back, the, all, every scenario, I mean, they've talked about Arizona. They've talked about Florida. They've even mentioned uh, Texas as being a host site for teams. Um, it'll be interesting. But again, I mean, you kind of have to look at the numbers, you, the probability of baseball coming back is unlikely um, in 2020. I, I guess it's unlikely with fan attendance. If it comes back at all, you know, I think baseball fans, myself and, and you included, we'd be happy with that. You know, we'd take it. Yeah. Something's better than nothing. Uh, yep. So I would much rather have baseball on TV. But then that's also a fine line where, you know, attendance numbers for baseball, uh, GMs, you know, baseball executives, they want people to attend games. But if they open this door up to where you can watch these games because you watch these games on TV. I mean, you get almost a, it's a different experience, but as far as angles replay, you get a lot more at home when you go to the ballpark. I mean, it's a different feel. You're there for the environment, right? Uh, yeah. So it's different, um, but they might be playing that fine line. Like if they try that out in 2020, maybe that reduces uh, ballpark attendance. I don't know. It, it, it depends. I mean, for the casual fan, would you like for the giants, would you rather watch it at home, uh, a, a 500 team, or would you rather go to the ballpark? I mean, us in San Francisco at Oracle park, we're fortunate enough to have that ballpark. That's really nice. But I mean, you talk about ballparks in, um, you know, uh, Kansas city, uh, th those those guys are probably aren't going to show up, <laughs> you yeah, know? So, so it's going to be interesting uh, to see how the climate really changes going into this uh, season if we have one. But uh, going back to the kayak in McCovey, McCovey Cove, I mean, what kind of started that for you uh, going into the Cove and you, how long have you been doing it? So I used to work for a computer company named Hewlett Packard, and I left him. I took early retirement in uh, 2001. And when I left HP, I was very busy. I, I spent so many of my hours there at HP, and, and I basically was a TV watcher of the Giants for the most part. But when I left at my farewell party, I mentioned a couple things I wanted to do after HP. And I said, I want to catch the Covey Cove home run. I had the desire. I was always a very fast kayaker because when I had spare time, I basically did ocean kayaking. And uh, 
race those against other guys. So I was very good at kayaking. I was good at competitive sports. And so my first game that I actually took my kayak out was October 5th of 2001. It was the second year and Barry Bonds, um, he had hit, uh, let's see, he had hit his uh, 70th home run. And that night he hit his, gosh, I, I, maybe I'll make, miss the numbers right. I think he hit his 71st and he hit his 72nd, but maybe it was the 70th and 71st. But basically he broke Mark McGuire's single season record that night and he hit two balls. And um, the first one I could see in the air from McCovey Cove. And I was so excited because at night, the ball really stands out well with the lights beaming on it. And I, it didn't have enough power to make it out to the cove, but it was an historical night. And um, um, I'll never forget it. But that was my first first game, October 5th, 2001. And since then, I have, a, I have over 500 games at the cove. I've actually been to the cove more games than Barry Bonds played in San Francisco. I think he played for like 495 games. So um, I'm about 10 or 20 ahead of him. That's remarkable, man. It, you you are a staple for AT&T, SBC, Pacific Belt, whatever you want to call it. You are a, yep. a staple for that ballpark because, I mean, they're, even Kruk and Kibe, John Miller, they'll, they'll be talking about you um on the broadcast when you're out there there's like hey McCovey Cove McCovey Cove Dave's out there so I mean people that are at the ballpark they know who you are and what you do and, and it's just amazing that you've been at the Cove that many games uh for that long since 2001 I mean that that's uh you've seen a lot of baseball it's been a, it's been a lot of fun and uh you know I've seen the new players come and uh, I remember the Barry Bonds there I remember you know, all the World Series that we've had, it's been a wonderful experience. And uh, I, there's pretty good camaraderie out in McCovey Cove with the kayakers. There. There's never a lot of them. We had the most of them in the Barry Bonds era, but um, it's a lot of fun. And because of the advent of social media, I can communicate on my phone to fans at home and inside the park. So it's a lot different than it was in 2001. 2001, we didn't have smartphones, but now... If one of my buddies catches a splash hit or I catch it, we might do some picture, a video, and then we put it on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Snapchat, and we talk to the other fans, which is fantastic. And and it's actually made the experience even better for us. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy how social media has really skyrocketed a lot of things. And I mean, now you even have your own pale ale, man. Like you, you have your own <laughs> you have your own beer. Uh, yeah. have you, have you tried, I haven't tried it yet. I, I saw I that you had one. My, my friends have and say it's pretty darn good. And, uh, I just haven't, uh, cause it's all happened kind of when, uh, we've had the stay at home thing going on. So I haven't tasted it yet, but I'll be drinking it. Uh, the first game I'm at McCovey Cove, uh, hopefully this year. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna have to meet you out there, man, and have a beer with you. Have some of that, uh, McCovey Cove, uh, pale ale over there yes it, it, it looks cool the can even looks cool you're on the can man <laughs> it's it it was it, 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 it's pretty awesome but yeah it's uh well anyway i hope we have some time this year to play ball but you know honestly it's going to happen next year for sure so life without baseball is painful but 
But uh, in the worst situation, we're going to have it next April at the very worst. And hopefully it, it'll be sooner. Yeah, that, that's the thing with baseball, with sports in general, is that you know it's going to come back. It's not going to be gone. This is temporary. Uh, it just It's really testing your patience, though. You're, you're trying to see how long you can go without it uh, before you start getting loopy. But, you know, as far as baseball goes, you talk about being at McCovey Cove, but I've seen you at a couple of games at the Coliseum as well. Are you just a huge baseball fan in general? I mean, because in the Bay Area, we're spoiled in the fact that we have both a National League and an American League team. Why not take advantage of it, right? So I'm I'm an older generation. I don't know your viewers and your podcast, but... I'm over twice your age. So when I, I was brought up in Oakland and when I first started following baseball, I mean, looking at box scores every day, that would be the summer of 1963. And back then we only had the giants. So the A's didn't come till 68. So basically my brother and I, we had a radio that my parents gave us between our twin beds here in the house. And, um, basically if we did our homework, um, we were allowed basically to, to listen to the game on the radio. Now, in those days in 63, you did not have TV coverage. Like, you know, you can watch every game on TV now. It wasn't that way. I, whatever it was that like a game every couple of weeks was on, you basically listened to the baseball game on radio. So we, for five years, were solidly behind the Giants. And uh, my mom, who was from the East Coast, um, just outside of New York City was perfect because the Giants moved from New York City. And uh, when the A's came in in 1968, you know, um, we started going to those games, too. And we listened to the A's and the Giants. So I'm actually maybe an unusual fan, but I actually like the Giants and the A's. And uh, uh, last year I went to 40 A's games and 40 Giants games. So, um, um I enjoy baseball in general. Yeah, baseball is just really fun. Like, I, I wouldn't go out and say that I'm an A's fan, but I enjoy watching baseball at the Coliseum because I feel like it's a different feel at the ballparks. Um, yeah, I have a lot of A's fans uh, or, or a lot of A's friends. Uh, A's fans, friends. <laughs> friends yeah. that are A's fans. <laughs> um, yeah. But so because I'm out in the East Bay and we have this conversation where Oracle Park is more of, you're going there for the experience, right? I mean, you're, you're going to watch ball games as well, but you're going there more for the experience. At the Coliseum, you know it's, it's, uh, it's baseball time. You know it's yeah. time to play ball. So, uh, you know, when you go to the Coliseum, I'm just ready to watch some good quality baseball. Every time that I go, go watch the A's. Most, most of the time, it's the A's and Angels. Um, you know, this year I was waiting for the Astros to show up just to see the fanfare because I know the fanfare in Oakland is unmatched to anyone uh, in baseball. So uh, I was waiting for that to, to happen, but um, you know, just watching baseball and it's just a, a great game and you have a lot of memories tied to it, you know, whether it's, you know, li listening to your, to your radio back in the sixties, whether it's your first opening day, whether it's uh, being with your, your parents, your uncles, your friends, at a game that you remember in your youth or when you go get older. I mean, it's a game where we can tie so many memories together that I think that's why Definitely. a lot of people Definitely. love and are attached yeah. to the game of baseball. Um, Definitely. Definitely. I, I, for instance, I have a memory of going to Vita Blue's 100th victory uh, 
career victory in 1976 with my grandfather. And it was special because I was with my grandfather and also I witnessed kind of a milestone in Vita Blue's career. And that was at an Oakland. At that time, he was still with the Oakland A's. Only maybe a year or two later, he became a San Francisco Giant. So I have the same thing. I have all these memories. Um, a lot of people basically now say, oh, boy, we have the best broadcasters, Krupp and Kite. Um, but they don't realize that the Giants have had so many famous broadcasters basically at the same level of Krupp and Kype, if you basically listen to it for 50 or 60 years, which I have. So um, for like me, even though I love the players, I actually like the broadcasters even more than the players because there's more continuity of them. And uh, they are such a big part of baseball for me. And then when you talk about baseball, let's, let's, let's get back to, what you were uh, talking about, you know, catching balls, right? What What is your most cherished? Because, well, first of all, how many have you caught? How many do you have in, in the vault? And what is so, your most cherished ball that yes. you have? So I have 40 McCovey Cove home runs, and uh, Barry hit 38. So last year I basically went ahead of Barry as far as, like, most, most McCovey Cove home runs. And uh, um, they're hard to get because they're, they're, there's not that many. There's not that many. And uh, honestly, it's really hard for me. I have so many fantastic memories of, of um, like, for instance, I've caught eight home runs from Pablo Sandoval. And the first one, I had to, I had to jump in and swim. And I, I barely beat another kayaker. But we had an emergency situation. And the only choice I had was to swim. And I... I literally, I, I got the ball and I probably could have got taken the guy's watch off his hand while I grabbed the ball. I mean, it was, I, his hand was reaching down uh, for it as I was, but, uh, you know, and I have special memories of, of, uh, like Joe, just the Joe panic one. He had an opening day home run that I got. That was exciting. I've caught five home runs from Brandon belt. And one of them was the 1000th home run hidden at AT&T park. And um, basically six months before the thousandth home run was hit, I started counting them down. I verified with the Giants they there'd been 950, but I literally counted it down. And finally at 999, Brandon Belt was up and he hit the home run and it was right in front of me. And I paddled hard and gotten it. And it was special because it was the 1,000th Giants home run at the park. And... Um, Brandon later signed it for me, which was really nice. And, and uh, so I have a collection of balls, too, from all these players. Uh, um, but there's many balls that are special. And, and uh, it might be a, a certain player that I love um, that hit me the home run uh, that makes it special. I caught home runs from guys that are potential Hall of Famers like David Ortiz. He hit the first American League splash hit in 2010. I was lucky enough to get that one. And I think he'll be in the Hall of Fame in a couple of years. Um, I caught the 300th home run by Carlos Beltran, who, as you remember, was briefly with the Giants in the, in the fall of 2011. Um, and uh, that was pretty exciting. It was a milestone home run. And then I went, he invited me to the clubhouse. And I came back to the clubhouse and I gave him the ball. Um, to take back as a memory for himself. And he gave me a, a signed bat and a bunch of other things too, which was pretty cool. 
That's pretty awesome, man. Like just, just to, just to have that experience, just have those memories. Like I said, baseball is full of memories. Uh, you can think back on all the years and you're, there's always something that sparks that memory uh, for you. And, and this will be the last topic that we have, you know, talking baseball is, you know, my, my favorite player of all time is someone that I actually never watched playing. If, if it's someone that I watched play would be um, outside of the Giants would be Ken Griffey Jr. Um, but for the Giants, probably be Tim Lincecum or Barry Bonds would be up there as as my my top. But, you know, my all-time as someone that I never saw play was Roberto Clemente. But for you, um, you know, you, you've seen more ball than I have. Who has been your favorite baseball player, whether it be on the Giants uh, all-time? You know, who, who would stand out? above the rest for you and why? Yeah, so I have two players. One is my favorite, but another one who I'll mention because he was a special player as well. But my favorite player was Willie McCovey. And so I grew up as a baseball fan of the 1960s, and he had started with the Giants in 59. So when I started listening to games every day in 63, he was, you know, coming on strong. And uh, I, I do like power hitters, and he was an incredible uh, power hitter. I was left-handed. He was left-handed. Uh, the thing about him is that he, you could tell in the way he interviewed and did interviews, he had an infectious smile, and he was a, just an incredible human being. And so... There's a, we know there's great players that basically set all sorts of records and stuff, but they might not be the, a great human being. But Willie McCovey is someone that, boy, if I could have him at the dinner table with the family, you know, we'd be tickled pink. And uh, so Willie McCovey is my favorite all-time player because of that great human being. And uh, um, I got to meet him a few times. I went to my first baseball game at Candlestick Park in 67. I got to see him with my own eyes and I walked down. I didn't get a signature, but I got to see him, you know, up close before the game. And that was really exciting for me. And then I had the benefit of hearing, I think his last public appearance, maybe about three years ago, that KNBR organized in San Francisco at a hotel. And, uh, he was kind enough to sign my first um, McCovey Cove Dave hoodie, which basically I'm going to frame now for the, for the house. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. But so Willie McCovey by far is my favorite for those reasons. I will put an honorable mention to Roberto Clemente, who you mentioned, who actually was also an equally incredible person. And you'd kind of wonder why someone from California would be interested in someone from, you know, playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I'm a numbers guy, and if you remember, or you might, you would not remember, but basically in the 60s, when you looked at batting averages, Roberto Clemente was always up there. That guy was consistent, and when you watched him play, when we occasionally saw him on TV, he went all out. He went all out, and um, I could tell he was an inspirational person. Obviously, he, he gave his life to helping fellow human beings, so um, both him and Willie McCovey, they're my two favorites. I, I like those picks, man. I, I can, I can, uh, I, definitely the the Clemente, but you know, 
Willie McCovey was something special. I never had the opportunity in meeting him, but just the stories, uh, you know, I've, I've talked with Jack Clark um, about him uh, shortly after the passing and just the stories that he has uh, for Willie McCovey. It's just, you know, he, he was a remarkable human being. So, uh, and, and that's just off the field. On the field, he was as dominant as anyone in the game of baseball. So, um, you know, great picks, man. But thank you for coming on to the podcast. It was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun talking about baseball. It's always a good time to talk baseball, especially with you as knowledgeable as you are, everything that you do at the Cove, um, and just the passion. I mean, you carry that passion in uh, your heart as well for baseball as much as I do, as much as baseball fans listening to this podcast does. So I appreciate you coming on. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at the ballpark pretty soon. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, we, we don't really know what's going on, but uh, we'll see you out there at the ballpark and make more memories in the game of baseball. So, uh, again, thank you for coming on, Dave. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Wall. I enjoyed being on here. And I welcome you and basically everybody else listening to join me in McCovey Cove someday soon. If you don't have a kayak, uh, for those that uh, want to come, check out at Pier 40. They rent kayaks and uh, contact me in advance, and I'll be a little bit of a tour guide uh, for any of you who want to join me next year or late this year. Take care, everybody. And there you have it, folks. That was McCovey Cove Dave. I'd just, again, like to thank him for coming on to the podcast and definitely take him up on that offer to go out to the Cove it is beautiful. I myself have not been out there on a kayak, but I've definitely been out on the rocks and on that little pier area right beyond uh, right field. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to Dave, just reminiscing on baseball, because in these times, we have to cling on to those memories just to uh, get us by. And hopefully we'll have more memories to create in 2020 when it comes to baseball. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. Stay healthy and be well, and until next time, as always, go Giants.